The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to the Two Point Conversation, a football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts for these What If Mondays, and alongside with me is my trusty companion, uh, Mr. Andrew Lenz. Andrew, happy Monday to you. How are you? I'm just a companion. Your partner. The other time, a partner. Do I get your health insurance? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I maybe sure. Yeah, let's roll with that. Okay. You live in New York. I'll allow that. Yeah, we'll allow it. Um, yeah, so I'm actually coming home today based on our conversation <laughs> from Friday. I'm coming home today. Uh, this no, actually, I, I think I'm waking up at this point in time as this episode is being released. I am home. I am home. So, um, so yeah, that's a thing. But, um, but yeah, so we are doing a what it what. A what if Monday, uh, and Andrew does have choice for this week. It won't be a stinky Philip Rivers, uh, Matt Johnson, Colts bull crap. It's just going to be a Andrew Lenz Dolphins, yeah, <laughs> Don Shula, Dan Marino bull crap on this tab. But no, this is actually a really good one you brought up that I had no idea about. Um, but I think it's pretty, uh, I, th- I think it's pretty fun i think it's a cool one that not a lot of people not think about or know about yes and thank you for making me hate carson uh carson Wentz. you're welcome uh <laughs> I, I i gotta get the t-shirts made for jack with i, I gotta get the i gotta get the t-shirts made and jack's now he's, he's been saying it for years we didn't all didn't yeah. listen none of us listened none of us wanted to listen because it was jack logic and we yeah. just didn't want to do it it didn't make sense but here we are uh, right. but what doesn't make sense but almost happened was don shula's jump to the nfl or the usfl sorry to the usfl as he's on a contract here in, in 1983 and donald trump owner of the new jersey generals at that point uh, looking to make splashes, he made tons of splashes. I think he got Brian Snipe, Snipe this year and a guy named uh, Gary Barbaro. So he was making splashes as owner of the New Jersey Generals. And what better way to make a splash than to go get an elite NFL head coach in Don Shula? So there were talks. Uh, talks were broken down. Uh, see, money was good. Everything else was good. But Shula wanted an apartment at Trump Towers and, you know, live there scot-free. Write that in there. That's kind of a standard thing. I saw Kawhi Leonard, if he would have resigned with the Raptors, they would have gave him free room and board. Right. For as long as he was a Raptor and, and pretty much 
deal fell through because of an apartment. Uh, Trump is quoted as saying, money is one thing, gold is another. And that is why he just didn't give him the apartment. He just could not give him an apartment in Trump Tower. So this is pretty interesting because Shula was the coach for years. For he was in the 20, NFL, I think, for at least 20 years, right? Between Baltimore and Miami, he was head over, coach. It was over, over 20 years. Over 20 over is 20 he, years. Let's see. He was Baltimore. When did he start with Baltimore? Oh, rap another fire weeb. Uh, so 50. Oh, wait, no. He, oh, so, so after 58. So he was in the 60s. He had to have been in the 60s then, right? He became 63 to 69 with the Colts in 1970 to 1995 with the Dolphins. Okay. As a coach, like just. Not a head coach. He's been coach was coaching since 1958. So from 1958 to 1995, he was a coach in football in some capacity. Right. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's uh, this is a game changer if he ends up deciding to go to the USFL. Uh, you know, obviously it's an unfair competition, but this might be the biggest move. Uh, I, I think at this time, if this is the equivalent of Andy Reid or Bill Belichick jumping over to the XFL. In in a sense, like I know people may not want to, like it it sounds silly, it sounds goofy, but that's kind of what it is. And I know I get it. The, you know, the, uh, you know, the USFL pay was far superior to what the XFL was offering. And there's probably a better opportunity to, to make a a good living as a coach in the USFL times. uh, But, the, the truth, the, the, it's it's the bottom line. It's 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 certainly the uh, you know, it's the truth. This would be, you know, aside from draft picks going over there, this would be the biggest affection over from the if to, to maybe prop up the USFL and take it seriously. Yeah, because now you got a coach and you got one of the best coaches in the game, pretty much in the history at this point, you know, flopping over. So what does the, what does that mean? That means a lot. Uh, I think it hurts hurts the NFL credibility of why is this coach jumping over, right? And you know hurts what the Dolphins are. It definitely. It, oh, I mean, definitely no doubt what the, what the Dolphins are. But yeah, you are. It, you have to take the USFL seriously. That's the biggest question at this point. You know, people were like, ah, oh, you know, another startup league is what it is. Um, you know, startup league, we'll see how long it lasts. They were getting some big time players, right? Jim Kelly, Steve Young amongst uh, uh, amongst a ton of others. But, he, but yeah, it's if, if he goes over there, that there's some serious attention to be made because Shula at this point has coached in – I want to say four, three, no, it'd be four Super Bowls. No. Yeah, it would be. One with the Colts. Five. Oh, is it five? Is it more? Colts. And three with the Dolphins. Four with the Dolphins. Four. Oh, so 84 does count towards this. No, 71, 72, 73, and 80. Oh, shoot, you're right. So five Super Bowls he's coached in. He is... Two, he's two and three in Super Bowls. Yes, at this point, um, 
would eventually, you know, unfortunately go at two and four. But so his legacy, I think, is already pretty cemented. He he is the Bill Bell. He is one. He is up there with the Landrys and the Paul Browns, like at least at that level. Or at, at that time, I, I know Landry's kind of, well, Landry fizzling out. Paul Brown's way gone past then, but he's he's up there in the upper echelon of, of esteemed coaches with with a ton of respect. Um, perfect coach. Like what's that? I said he's the perfect coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is, so. you know, and for that to happen. OK, I'm going to start taking notice of the USFL. This is getting serious. You know, I see all these guys like, uh, you know, a lot of these old NFL coaches who defected over the XFL. I just did not take it seriously because these guys were mostly on accomplice, right? They're coordinators, position coaches, getting head coach opportunities and not like insulting them. But it's just like, oh, you know, these are literally NFL rejects where, you know, if Shula is all ready to go and make this jump, you know, he want he chose to be there. It wasn't. I just want a job. I just want he, you know, we obviously know that his career extended what almost 20 years after, after this, you know, these talks 15, just at about, least. Yeah. Uh, 20. They have 15 to 20 years after these talks, you know, broke down, but he, cho- he would have chosen to go there. It wasn't, it wasn't, I just need to, I need to find a job in football. This is a bit, this is a massive move at this time. It could probably lead to bigger name players defecting also. You know, your contract is up. You don't have to go re-sign a contract. We we did in like the free agent thing where they pretty much own you <laughs> until they started doing plan A and plan B free agency and then free agency what we know today. That team owned you. I mean, unless you got traded or something like that, that team literally owned you. And this could mean massive, big defections instead of just draft picks. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, there was a lot of guys on the fence about this USFL thing. Uh, and it wasn't the first time that people defected over. I know, uh, you know, back in the World League, you a couple of big-time Dolphins players, you know, jumped over to that. And, you know, the money's enticing. You get uh, a big-name owner and or a big-name personality associated with it in Donald Trump, who's pretty well established at this time. Uh, and, you know, what's how could you not want to be? interested in it. the only thing that's keeping you away from it is the 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 confidence uh the the, the uh you know the confidence in that if this thing can last because the nfl had been proven at this point been been well established and proven proven at this point uh about what you know about what it was all about it had gone through a lot of things it had you know survived the early days when all these little pop-up leagues and team and teams were folding and all that it survived the the AAFL it survived you know a couple different challengers it, it survived the AFL which was the biggest competition at this time I'm more confident if I'm a player right now I'm more confident in the future of the NFL than the USFL even though the salaries might be a little low you know uh, in the it might be a little bit smaller in comparison to the NFL right um I'm more confident in the longevity and job security that is in the National Football League. Yeah, the the contracts are definitely bigger, but this, like you said, the security is stronger in the NFL. So if you do make the jump, it depends on how much you're going to make. I know there were some guys that signed personal service contracts where 
even if something did happen, they were still getting paid or they made, um, you know, we're getting paid or they could kind of have free reign and where they go in the NFL. Like Herschel Walker was a personal service contract. So he was getting paid no matter what, and he was going to make a lot of money. But the, like you said, it's just the confidence. And right now it's just getting, it's, it's younger stars and maybe some older NFL stars. Nothing, I, nothing on the level of Don Shula pro at this point. And, I, and how do you give your league credibility? You go get probably, because uh, Bill Walsh is still kind of, figuring things out in this point so i can't say that parcells is kind of you got you got joe gibbs still young in his career so don chula is probably the big centerpiece head coach like you mentioned other than landry but landry's starting to tick down a little bit so go make that splash and donald trump was not afraid to make a splash right when it came to any of this so I think this adds way more credibility. I'm not sure if it keeps the league in check at this point. No, I, I, I don't like think the Shula Yeah, I don't think the Shula move is enough, like completely enough to get the, this ball roll to, to to maintain and, and all that stuff. But um, but it's a start. We we don't know where this where it snowballs to. Yeah. You know, who knows? People might be calling Shula a kook for 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 jumping ship at this point. But again, the, the money, right? You can't deny the money. And honestly, if Shula does go back, you know, go and he probably would be welcome back because that's how good he is. But um, that's how good he is at coaching. But, you know, I, I think this is a snowball effect and and maybe it does extend the USFL. I'm not saying it's still open to this day. Don't get me wrong. Not saying yeah. it's open to this day. I think it has an AFL type run, which shakes up a lot of things. And it's a this is a deep dark rabbit hole. If the reverberating effects can help extend the life life of the USFL, all right. Obviously, you know the the, the first. I mean, there's so many names, but the first two. I'm a quarterback oriented guy. First thing I think of is Steve Young and his experience in the National Football League. You know, it what what year is this roughly? This has got to be what 82, 83. This is 83 was his contract year, so he would have if he would have signed, he would have been coaching in the USFL in 84. Okay, so I guarantee, other than the apartment, there was other factors involved considering he has Dan Marino, who only played half of a season pretty much in 83 and lit it up pretty well. Reno only played nine games, and in those nine games, he threw for 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, and six INTs. Right. That's a lot of touchdowns for 11 games. He played in 11, started nine. That's so not to toot the horn or, you know, somebody could come along and steal Dan Marino in a, you know, maybe, I don't know, like most people do, as I'm mentioning retro fantasy. <laughs> but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, 
It's it's a big it's a big it's a big thing. Yeah. So 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 Steve Young never makes his way to the NFL. That that's that's one of the things. Like I said, the USFL is extended. He's got those. He's he's locked in, right? He's got that massive massive paycheck. Massive deal. A massive it's an deal. Annuity. It's an annuity. Annuity. <laughs> that he got. I mean, he was getting paid in that well, like for a long time, right? He was. He was like. It, it was, was very recently that he was getting paid until. It was. No, it, it went, I think it went away when the league folded. No, Is didn't it, he take him to court and was getting like still pay extensions because they they ob, they were obligated to? I thought we had this conversation. I'm not I, too sure. I could be mistaken, but regardless, if that contract isn't in place and he's there, because it was a long time contract. Oh, because yeah, it was pretty much forty million dollars over forty three years. Over what? (laughs) What? Say that again. That's what. That's what it says. Steve Young was one of college football's biggest stars when he signed a contract with the USFL's Los Angeles Express in 1984. So 84 is a big push, anyways, for the USFL. The deal would have paid the former BYU quarterback 40 million dollars over 43 years. Okay, breakdown contract had a signing bonus of $6.2 million with an actual salary around $32 million being paid through an annuity from 1990 to 2027. The express owner went broke shortly after he inked the con the contract was dry, sending young to seek a settlement for $1.4 million unity before the team's bankrupting proceeding. So he didn't, he, yeah. I was going to okay. say, I thought somebody went bankrupt. Yeah. So that's, uh, so yeah, so that's how it works. So my, my knowledge of it was a little miffed, but, um, but he would have been there for a long time. So we don't get the world famous Joe Montana, Steve Young controversy. That rivalry probably never happens. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history that is affected by it, you know, and again, that's a deep, it, we could, I don't know. See, we could we could, ver- we could rabbit hole this one for many many episodes. Because that affects still, you know the pressure on Joe Montana. Does Joe Montana ever become great again after his back injuries? The, the Super Bowls happen. Do they keep him instead of shipping him to Kansas City? There's a lot there. Just in that one one part of this uh, of of Shula possibly affecting the longevity of the USFL. Maybe he hangs on and goes because Kelly too. This affects the Bills huge. If you're a Bills fan, this looks, anything with the USFL and not happy in the way it does, it affects you as a Bills fan big time because you're losing Kelly. You're not getting Ken Hall. And those were two big key pieces of what your offense were, was. Right. It, it's probably Frank Reich's show as QB1 for a little yeah. while, unless, oh, you know, yeah, you know forever how, how long that Frank lasts. Frank. What's that? <laughs> we know how much you love Frank Reich. The person, great. The player, moments, great. But coach, like I said, I'm not kind of going that rabbit hole. Frank Reg was never. He, he was, was a. Good, he was never a QB one. Yeah, he was a good backup. He was one, good of the, backup. one of the best backups of all time. I would dare so say one of the best for his ability to come up clutch when when absolutely need be. But um, seeing seeing what I'm knowing, and it stays, and Shula does jump 
they maybe last until the end of the 86 season. It might have been a little bit easier for them to go to fall. That's that's the only thing I'm still kicking in there is if they would have stayed the course of what they were supposed to ultimately be and stayed spring football. Okay. I think they're they're going, but since you still have that added trumpiness in there, we'll say, of wanting to go to fall ball and getting the owners behind him in that, I think the transition would have been easier, but I still think it's going to go the same way. Is I'm going to give it maybe until the end of the 86 season, possibly 87 season. You're talking about the USFL? Yeah. In general? Okay. Yeah. I think Shula does bring a lot more credibility than signing a college star. Right. I mean, there's a lot of bad signings that doesn't help things as we know from the NFL, but maybe 86, maybe 87, the transition's a little bit easier to go in, but I still think in some capacity, they're going to have a hard time competing with the NFL. Right. But that's, that's where I'm going with this. But Shula does give you, like we said, a lot of credibility. Now you have credible head coach, but you need more credible players. I mean, you screw Shula's team would have been Herschel Walker and Doug Flutie at one point which would have been kind of interesting. It's more to market because marketing ultimately wins. That's true. Um, Does he win a championship? All for the USFL? Does he become a trivia question? Yeah, maybe. That's really possible. (laughs) I I mean, that's it. Like I said, this is, that's a potential deep dive, uh, you know, with analytics and, and all sorts yeah. of pieces who was close to Shula, who would have been like, Oh wow, this is actually a really good opportunity to get paid and do all this, this stuff. Um, I think the biggest question that remains out of all of this is where does this leave the Miami dolphins who still have a nice run? This is a revival for this dolphins team who, um, you know, within the past five years have lost their 70s team, their 70s all-star team that went to three Super Bowls, won two of them. And you know what I mean? Where does this leave the Dolphins? Where does this leave Dan Marino? Where does this leave the direction, uh, ownership? Uh, what changes? That is That was the mind-boggling thing in this. Because once again, I don't know who does take over the Dolphins. Is it the defensive coordinator that's been there since 1970? I mean, and he stayed, he, he only stayed there. He was there until 83, and then he left. What's his name? Bill Arnspar? Armsparger? Uh, Amberger. I can't even say his name. But I know he was there for years. He left in, oh, he left in 80s, at the end of 83 to go coach LSU. So, maybe they do keep him and this is your defensive your 
your guy. I don't know enough about him. That's the only thing that's really getting me on this. So, because this is Shula's big transition at this point from ground and pound to air it out. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl with Marino and everything else, and but you got to admit, he did transition nicely. So that affects a lot of things in that nature. Right. The Joe Robbie, the Robbie family is notorious for being cheap. I don't know if you knew about this. I'm not super familiar with the Robbie family. They, yes, they were notorious for being cheap. I know they, uh, during Dan Marino's contract negotiations, he wanted to get paid as, you know, you've heard about it before and probably why they have that rookie scale where Marino wanted to get paid as a top 10 player in the draft. Right. You know, he drafted 27, so they kind of went back and forth. Joe Robbie is a lawyer by trade or was a lawyer by trade. So he could work his way around things. So this was a very cheap way. So who takes over the dolphins? And I think that's the big question. I mean, do they pull? I don't know if we're going to be able to answer that one to be perfectly that's, honest with you. That's I, so I, hard because this, you, my thing is this, you either, I mean, you may be keeping, you're staying in house or you got to pull somebody up from college. I think they stay in house. Okay. And if I got to pick somebody and I think they would kind of let Shula name his successor. And this, so that probably would have been in house then. That, yeah. And I know it's not because I'm just looking at what I can. Let me. See if I can't get a better look. I'm just seeing what pro football reference here is showing me who was on that on that coaching staff. I know it's not his son David Shula. He's gonna that would have been the dumbest move in the world. But uh, get a better view of who's on this coaching staff. Uh not David Shula. There's not a whole lot here. I'm going to say the because the, that's the assistant head coach. He split for LSU for a head coaching job. So if Shula leaves, if Shula leaves, he's going to go. He, he'll probably say, okay, I got to open up. Shula's like, hey, this guy's been with me since 1970. No name defense. He's done this. Let's keep him. You guys should keep him. Joe Robbie knows him. Robbie, like, okay, he was a coordinator, assistant head coach. We're going to keep him. Now, coaching style, I think he sees what he what he saw in Marino. Right. And I think he's going to still reach out to Don Shula about things. Oh, he's been with, yeah, he's been with Shula since, like, 64. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a trusted if you want to, yeah, right. If you want to continue on what's been been built in Miami at this point, uh, you you definitely go with the defensive coordinator. So you you go with him, and I think to be honest, maybe okay. Marino still has that season, but hear me out on this. Eighty four, he's not there. 
maybe they make that super yeah 84 there's no shula and then there's but big bill stays around and he does the offense i'm sorry he does the defense maybe the defense is a little bit better maybe they still i still say they're going to the super bowl but maybe they don't get shellacked like they do by that 84 and 49ers team Maybe that's because I'm a Dolphins fan and I just want to feel good about myself at the end of the day. But that's that's what I'm grasping. I'm sorry. We're talking about the Dolphins. No, it's fine, dude. Take it, it away. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm looking at here. So I'm going to look at... So Big Bill is still there. This gives me nothing on staff. That's the good thing. So 80, 84... They go to the Super Bowl. They still get shellacked. 85, he sees what he has in Marino, and they're like, no wonder people hire David Shula. I just look at the 85 coaching staff, and David Shula was the quarterback's coach. You can look real good as a quarterback's coach when you got a really good quarterback. But, uh, but in 85... I'm going to say they're going to the Super Bowl and they're beating the Bears. It's possible that this does end up being and people, you know, don't maybe don't want to hear this, but it is certainly possible that this ends up better for the Dolphins in the long run. I am looking at it and I'm agreeing that maybe it is. Because, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I still think you keep the Shula culture. But you're not losing out on that defensive guy. Right. Well, do you think, do you think he's taking his son with him? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you think of Belichick got a job somewhere else. He's not taking Steven and Brian with him. I know. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) But no, this is important though, because I think a lot of, there's a lot of criticism. Everybody loved Don Shula. But if you look at that last like 15 year, like after that Super Bowl in 84, where Marino thought he was a shoe in to go back and they couldn't because they were kind of just stuck in their ways. Uh, I think you, at that point, you need a changing of the guard. I mean, look at, look at all right, Landry, right? Yeah. 80s, they didn't, 80s, what? They, they didn't go to any Super Bowls, correct? That's the thing, or they went to one? Nothing in the 80s. Nothing in the 80s. A lot of NFC championships in the early 80s. But don't you think that, Cowboys fans would have liked that tie back with a different mind. I mean, hindsight is 2020, no doubt about it, but don't you think that a lot of Cowboys would have wanted that time back where you have a new vision, new person in mind where he gives, brings fresh ideas. And I'm not taking away again. I'm not taking anything away from Shula. Shula is one of the greatest head coaches of all time. The winningest head coach of all time, if I'm not mistaken still, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, but he is, 15 oh no he's excuse me he's 20 years in at this point over 20 years in at this point and then he would still get another 15 20 years after that you can't that can't last forever right that 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 can't be a thing for it you can't I, i really feel that miami is in a better spot they are more competitive with the buffalo bills um, of those early 90s teams. I know they were pretty comp- relatively competitive. They played them in an AFC championship game and stuff, but man, if you get a different set of my, my, you get a different mind in there with a different thought of how to 
you know, how to play football, right? I know that Jimmy Johnson, you know, was hated by Marino because he wanted to run the ball a lot more instead of depending on Marino's arm all the time. But if you bring that in sooner and have a more balanced offensive attack and you have a defensive-minded head coach, I really do feel like this Miami team is throwing a wrinkle in a lot of, uh, in a lot of destiny for, for a lot of the AFC teams. Bengals, Bills, you know, Chargers at the Chargers at some point, Steelers. Like, I feel like that. I'm not saying that they're going to go every single year, yeah. but there's going to be a couple occasions where you're going to see the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl. I think they win the 85. I really think they, they win the 85. Um, they win the 85 Super Bowl. And I'm thinking at some point, because you're still keeping the Shula culture in a way. Because here's a guy that's been with Shula from the Colts to the Dolphins. So you're keeping that Shula culture in place. And maybe it's a little less easier for him to fall in love with Marine. I think Shula just fell in love with Marino's arm. And that was kind of the downfall. Right. We're going, it, we're going to kind of like what the Chiefs are doing with Mahomes. Like the Chiefs are doing Mahomes with uh, what the Bills have been doing with Josh Allen. They're, they're riding it until it dies. Yep. And you can't. It's a little bit easier to do it in today's NFL. But back then you needed something different. Not to take shots at today's NFL, but I feel it's a little bit easier. Well, you, we always hear, right, the, 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 the strategy, the best way to win the NFL. Um, it's, it's the ske- scheming as old as time or whatever. You know, runs into the pass, pass, sets up the run. And if you're too pass happy, and we see that in today's NFL still, that people, teams who go too pass happy, their window is not very big. Right? It, you're, it's eventually going to catch up. The coverage is going to be... The, the same, you're going to win some games. There's no doubt about it. But when everything's on the line, playoff time and teams are studying, they see your tendencies. They see that you're past all the time. I there's there's scheming for all of that stuff. You're, you're a very predictable offense. And I think that's where that's where Marino suffered. He did good. He, again, stats, everything. One of the best of all time. Probably him and Warren Moon are two of the greatest to never, ever play in a Super Bowl. Right, players in general. Marino's often cited as the is the number one, but you don't. It, if you mix it up, if you find a way to make that it, that offense fun and interesting, uh, you know they're not getting beat by a run happy Bills team. You know, we we talked before. Uh, we did a what if on this scenario actually, and it got some pretty great reviews. It just about, made me mad. What? Talking about getting run over by Bills teams. Well, it stinks. Because, you brought me but, back to the one Bills game where they played, where they played nickel the whole time, and all Thurman Thomas did was run the damn ball. And damn Tom, Tom Olivadotti, first time I ever learned a coordinator's name in my whole entire life, just would not switch the defense. And I had to sit there as a little kid listening to my dad going, "If they just switch defense, do nope, there they go again." So thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks a lot for bringing up bad memories. My fault. All but right. it's the but, truth, okay, though. But like, like we, what, we what if the situation about if Marino had been drafted by the Bills, right? The Bills were better at supplementing a team around Jim Kelly than the Dolphins were around Dan Marino. Yeah. And that was their biggest Achilles heel. See, it, maybe Tom Olivadotti doesn't come. 
Tama Alavadati got hired by Dom Shula in 1987. Maybe we never see Tom again. Quite, you never know. And I will be the happiest person in the world. When did he get fired? I can tell you what year that is. It was the 95, 95 playoff card loss. They lost to the Bills 37 to 22 with Tom Olivadotti, and then he was fired the next year. You know why? Because you sucked. And if Big Bill would have stayed along, because I can't really say, aren't sparing or whatever, I can't really say his name, we wouldn't have ever had to hire your dumb, stupid butt. <laughs> thanks, right. for keep, thanks for keeping it so clean. Your dumb, stupid butt. Yeah. I'm trying to. Oh, just that name, Tom Olivadotti, still lingers in my head it lives rent free in my head every once in a while <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's where I'm, my head's at is i think the dolphins trajectory is a lot better than that in the late 80s and 90s i say one super bowl and i think they're not as heavy relied on as marino i it probably affects Marino's stats it probably does uh because i think he has that season in 84 and they still get, they still lose to the 49ers in 84. And, but I think Bill doesn't fall in love with that idea, like I said, of Marino, Marino, Marino. And I think he's like, listen, we need running backs. We need to try to run the ball, even though it's not working. Let's just keep this going. Where right. I think Shula was more or less, ah, we're not. What what do we need this for? Dan, go for it. Right. That's that's basically what it was, and I think it cost him a lot. So I guess the final aspect of this is where does it leave Don Shula's legacy? Is Don Shula as highly regarded as the winningest coach of all time? Is he still in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Is he, you know, is it where does where does this leave Shula? I still think he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think so, too. I yeah. do think so, too. Even if he comes back to the NFL and makes a run. Where is he? He's number one. I forgot who's closest to him. Hallis. Hallis. Yep. Okay. So I still think he probably takes over Hallis because he beat that in 93. Yeah, it was 93 because Marino was injured that year. And it was Doug Peterson against the Philadelphia Eagles. That won that game for him. But I still think he be, maybe becomes the all-time winningest head coach, but I don't think he's in that great of a lead, and he's still in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy, we just said it, five Super Bowls before he left? I don't know, though. Because when he, he won two, the perfect season, though. Is there any, and this might sound so Dolphins fanish, so Homer, is there any NFL head coach that can put down on their resume 1972 perfect season? Right. There's so, you're right. There's always that. So Hall of Fame, no doubt. I don't know, though, if Shula's the winningest coach of all time. I think he's by maybe one or two games because he probably comes back to the NFL. It's only a, there's only a 10 game difference between those two. And if you're away for two, at least two, yeah, okay. two to three, se- three to four seasons, that's 
Yeah, maybe that's, it's a, that's a big hit. I mean, that's so three. So he's at three twenty-eight. You take away four seasons of that stretch, and you got to think too. This is four of the prime seasons where the Dolphins are getting double-digit wins almost religiously. So uh, he the might Bel- be the Belichick might be like in front of him right now. He'd probably be he'd be ahead of Tom Landry. He'd be number three. But if you take him out of the National Football League, because obviously they do not take in uh, oh. USFL records, he'd be number three all time, which is still the not person- too shabby, but. Because Herschel Walker actually has the single season rushing record. If they counted USFL stats pro football, he has it. I don't know. If... So he'll so like you said, there'll be some some guy in a bar that's still a big Shula fan going, you know he's got more wins in pro history. But when it comes down to NFL history, he doesn't have it. What did Herschel run for? Was it? Okay, so won the rushing title in 83-83. Professional setting a single season rushing yards. Okay, in 1985, he ran for... 2,400, over 2,400 yards. But that was also an 18-game season. So, I still, yeah, if you're out that long, okay, you, you got me on that one. But he's still in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 100%. But he becomes some wacky trivia for pro football all time winning as head coach. It is that becomes a what if in its own. What if Don Shula never left the USFL for or left for the USFL? It's definitely one of those. Yeah. I mean, but I think I'm with you 100%. I think the Dolphins are in a better place. Yeah. And I think he's in the outside looking in on that success and maybe. Uh, my man, Big Bill, turns into that George Seifer type where, you know, people are like, hey, he won with Don Shula's players. Right. And then it turns into if we actually went to that timeline, what if Don Shula never did leave? And then we're probably sitting here going, well, if Don Shula didn't leave, the, the Dolphins would have had five Super Bowls or something <laughs> or something crazy. So it's so crazy how these what ifs, if you go into different we'll say multiverse if we don't get cracked on by Disney and Marvel for, I don't know if that's a trademark term. <laughs> right. No, I, no, I get it. It's, it's true though. Yeah. It is a multiverse situation that we have. It w- would have um, 85 bears though would be no more. That is interesting. That is interesting. But I think that's it. I think that's all the facets that we, uh, yeah. we, we got to hit on this one. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome episode. Awesome idea. Next week when we return, we'll be talking, uh, we'll be giving some love to the bills. Probably possibly let's take a look at drew Bledsoe and the Buffalo. Wait, no, no, no. We're rolling it back. We're rolling it back. No, we're rolling back. I don't want to do that one. We are going to do the Barry Sanders one. I don't want to do the Drew Bledsoe bills one. I want to do, I want to do Barry Sanders. And what if, um, Either he had come back or if the Lions had traded 
Barry Sanders? What what would his career and what would those affected teams look like? So there's a lot of interest in that. A lot of interest in, you know, what Barry Sanders could have been on another team. You know, we're seeing it. We, we just seen it this past year. And I know we're recording ahead of time, so I don't necessarily know the results. But, you know, with Matthew Stafford leaving Detroit and finding success, you know, what could have been? What, what, what could have been for Barry Sanders? What could have meant for his legacy? Even though his legacy didn't need much more uh, except that, that championship ring. So, uh, but that is it. Thank you so much. Plenty of great, fun stuff. Uh, for you playing this week, of course, it is the off-season mode. Let's have some fun. Trivia, retro fantasy game, so much more. Talk to you next time. On behalf of Andrew and I, Till next time, the two-point conversation. Green team, green team.